Paul is lying. Paul is lying. He's a liar. Again, Luke is also lying. So even John is lying. Paul is lying. Luke is lying. John is lying. Only two are left. Matthew and Mark. Let me put them also a liar. Uh, excuse me. Matthew chapter 1 verse number 17. John, Matthew chapter 1 verse number 17. Yeah, just, just let him finish this point, Sam. Okay, make sure you give him time because I now I went on tangents I because I want to discuss his arguments. Ma but make Ma sure, yeah. Ma All right, Sam, so how do you yeah. respond to these points? Here's one thing I want to do. This man, I'm going to now take my time to decimate his arguments, but I'm warning him now. And you better listen carefully. Anytime you attack, don't be upset when I embarrass your prophet and your deity because you went off topic because you can address the topic. Now let's talk about deception. Since you ran because you were afraid of my arguments, I'm going to decimate your arguments one by one. In chapter 3 of your Quran, chapter 3, verse 55, your God is called Khairun Makarim, the worst, the greatest of all deceivers. He makes even Satan look honest because your God is a wicked liar and a deceiver. In chapter 8, verses 43 to 44 of the Quran, your God is so impotent and powerless, and he's such a wicked demon, he had to lie to your prophet in a dream, making it seem to your prophet that the people at Badr were less than, less than they were because it says, had he showed them to you as their actual number, you would have been afraid. So talking about lie, your God is the most wicked wicked, evil, imposter, deceiver, he makes Satan look honest. Now you want to talk about more lies? Your God sanctioned your prophet in chapter you're, 4. Verse you're 24. using Quran now. I didn't let Sam interrupt you. I didn't let Sam interrupt you. So let him so why is using Quran? Why is using Quran? Why not, you're asking why? This is a debate about, this is a debate. This is, this is a debate about quiet. This is a debate about the prophethood of Muhammad. He's quoting the Quran. Your arguments, uh, I mean, if you get to go off topic and talk about Matthew and Mark when we're talking about whether Muhammad's a prophet, no, then did, obviously, obviously he gets to yelling? quote the Quran. Christianity you could... keep yelling? Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. You keep yelling, I'm going to embarrass you. You don't know who I am. Don't cut me off. Listen, chapter 4, verse 24, to show how wicked and evil and moral your God is, he says to your prophet that married women, <clears throat> married women are unlawful except those whom your right hand possesses. So according to Sunan Abu Dawood, number 2150, your wicked immoral prophet said, when you take a woman captive who's married, you can rape her and then sell her. It doesn't matter. She's married. So if you want to talk about evil, I will really embarrass your prophet and your wicked God. But on top of that, in chapter 4, verse 24, and chapter 5, verse 87, Surah Al-Maida, according to your hadith, your prophet treated women as whores. He treated them as prostitutes. He called it Zawaj and Muta. So I'm going to ask you, if a Muslim came to you at the time of your prophet and said, your mother who's not married, I want to do muta with her. I'm going to marry her for three days and pay her money. Would you say, oh yes, alhamdulillah, praise be Allah, brother. This is halal from Allah that you treat my mother as a whore. But that's what your prophet did in the name of your God. So don't ever go to the Bible attack it because I'm going to expose your prophet. But now let's come back to the points. Let me now decimate your points one at a time. The reason why I quoted 1 John chapter 4 is because you quoted it. You quoted it to show that Muhammad is a prophet. When 1 John chapter 4 shows that your prophet is an antichrist, a son of the devil, what did you do? Like all Muslims who can't defend their fake prophet, you attack the Bible. So let me now show you what 1 John chapter 4 says again, because you lied to the audience and said, Paul made it up. No, it's the very chapter that you quoted that shows that John, whom you quoted, who now buries Muhammad and destroys your book and shows that your God is a false God, he says in 1 John 4 verse 10, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So John, in the chapter that you quoted, shows 
God sent his son to die for our sins. So you're stuck with it. And it proves that Muhammad is a son of the devil, whether you like it or not. Now, what about Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 when you said he's a liar? I just showed that your prophet is a liar and your God is the most wicked deceiver of them all. But let me show you where Paul got this from because you said you challenge us. Challenge us. Let me read it for you. So just like you took your time and went on tangents, I'm now going to destroy every one of your arguments by the grace of Jesus, Muhammad's God and destroyer. Isaiah 53, written over 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And we have a copy of Isaiah 53 that's about 125 years before Jesus in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and a like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord Jehovah has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, the sin of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. They had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his soul an offering for sin, he will see offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many. My servant will justify many and he will bear their sins right in your face implodes on Muhammad, showing Muhammad is an antichrist. Isaiah says he will bear their sins. Therefore, I'll give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, transgressors for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. So Isaiah with Paul says, your prophet is a son of the devil and antichrist and your God is a false God, glory to Jesus. And then you slandered Paul and you said that Paul said, my lies, right? Let me now again embarrass you for misquoting Paul. Romans 3 verses 7 to 8. Unlike your God who says, I have the Arabic lexicons and the context to show makar means your God is a wicked deceiver. So hopefully you don't tap dance because if you're going to get dirty, I'll get dirtier than you. But let me show you what Paul said about the passage you misquoted to your shame and humiliation. Glory to Jesus, he's delivered you into my hands. Glory to Jesus, because you don't know who you're messing with. Romans 3, verses 7 to 8. Someone may, might argue, like you, you slanderer Paul. Muhammad wasn't even worthy to kiss Paul's sandals. Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, why am I still condemned as a sinner? He's saying someone may say that. Why not say, as some slanderously claim that we say, like you did. Paul just said you're a lying slanderer. Because liars accuse me of saying this, and I don't say this. That's what they accuse me of. So you just got exposed again for shamelessly butchering the Bible, the very Bible that the Quran says you to judge your prophet, and your prophet is condemned as a son of the devil according to this Bible. 
Let us do evil that good may result. Their condemnation is just. Now let me show you, Paul, why he's better than your God and Muhammad. 2 Corinthians 1.12. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relations with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. Unlike Muhammad, who says his God is the greatest deceiver. Unlike Muhammad, who prostituted women, treated them like whores, calling it Zawaj al-Muta. Unlike Muhammad, who take, took married captive women, chapter 4, verse 24, and raped them and sold them, even though their husbands were still alive. Paul condemns Muhammad as a son of the devil. Glory to Jesus Christ, the God of Muhammad. With integrity and godly sincerity, we have done so, relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. So he just called you a liar again, Shuaib. He said, unlike your prophet, we have conducted ourselves with integrity and godly sincerity. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. Unlike so many, unlike Muhammad, he means, we do not peddle the word of God for a prophet. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. So he's not like your prophet who used the Quran for money and to whore women and rape them. Glory to Jesus, Paul is no Muhammad. He's better than Muhammad. Second Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. See, he's saying, I am not a Muslim. I'm not like your wicked God and prophet. We renounce secret and shameful ways. Unlike Muhammad, who allowed his companion to murder Kab ibn al-Ashraf using deceit, shameful deceit to murder someone who was mocking your prophet. Thank you, Paul, for being better than Muhammad and his God because you serve the true God, Jesus Christ, Muhammad's God and destroyer. Thank you, Paul. You're a godly example unlike Muhammad. We do not use deception. Wait, wait, wait. What don't you do, Paul? We do not use deception. So wait, Paul, you're saying you're better than Allah and Muhammad? Allah says, I'm the greatest deceiver of them all. Muhammad told Muhammad bin Maslama, you can use deceit to murder Kaab ibn al-Ashraf, murder him. And you're saying you're not like Muhammad, the son of the devil, and Allah his God. Thank you, Paul, for being a holy example of what a true believer in the true God is like. Not Muhammad who raped women, prostituted them, used deceit to murder his enemies, and Allah deceived them in a dream because Allah is not the true God. He is the devil who inspired Muhammad. Thank you, Paul. We love you, Paul. And we will always honor you, unlike Muhammad. Nor do we distort the word of God, like Muhammad, who distorted the Bible to shame and humiliation, like him, a father of Muhammad, distorting the Bible to shame and humiliation. You're not like that, Paul? Thank you, Paul. I can't wait to see you in heaven, my brother in Christ. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Now, let me call you out again for your bold-faced lie. You said that in the first and second century and the third century, you said that they debated whether they should put the word the Father before God. I'm going to call you out on that lie. Give me the source. Give me the reference because we have it online. Irenaeus says you're a liar. Tertullian says you're a liar. Justin Martyr says you're a liar. Hippolytus, Hippolytus says you're a liar. Novation says you're a liar. You're lying in front of me about church history. Quote the source. It's here. All the church fathers, historical documents are here. Give me the name of the source. I can look it up and show you because I'm going to save it for later. I'm going to quote these men showing you're a liar because they all say that the one God is the father. The father is the one God. So don't think you're going to get away with your lies and your deceit. It ends for you tonight by the grace of Jesus Christ, Muhammad's God and judge. Finally, and you better answer this. You went through a whole list where Israel's the son of God. Ephraim's the son of God. Adam's the son of God, and you attack straw man. I didn't say being the son of God makes you divine, but I know you had to attack straw man because you are pitiful, you can't refute me. 
So let me repeat again. The very passages you cited again prove that your prophet is an antichrist because according to Surah Al-Maidah, write this down because you're going to have to defend your Quran because it's about your prophet, not about my Bible. Don't run. We invited you to defend Muhammad. But like a coward, you ran to the Bible, but the Bible will bury your prophet. Chapter 5, verse 18 of the Quran, Shuaib. It says the Jews and the Christians are not the sons of Allah. Chapter 5, verse 18. Chapter 9, verse 30. It says those Jews who say Uzair is the son of Allah and the Christians say this, that Jesus is the son of Allah, Allah will fight them. Chapter 19, verses 88 to 93. There it says the only relationship you can have with your false god is a slave to a master relationship. Thank you for proving to everyone here. The Old Testament condemns your prophet as a son of the devil because Israel is the son of God. Ephraim is the son of God. And Adam is the son of God, but your prophet says, no, no one's the son of God. So the Old Testament, New Testament condemned your prophet to hell and proves that he's a false prophet. So thank you, Shoaib. You're supposed to refute our points and prove Muhammad. You helped me prove Muhammad is an antichrist, son of the devil. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stick to the topic, and I'm warning you. Anytime you attack and mock, I will embarrass you. By the grace of Jesus, the God of Muhammad.